Welcome to the Financial Philosophers Podcast, where we explore the nuances of personal finance, improve our financial literacy, and empower ourselves to achieve financial freedom. Come nerd out with us, and let's take this journey together. Welcome back, everyone, again to another few cents, our fun mini episodes. We are going to drop our full-length episode this coming Thursday, but Danny has a question for me from a listener. This uh, question comes from a listener in Indiana. What are your thoughts on day trading? I've been interested in it as a side hustle for some additional income. I know a few people who were successful at it and ended up quitting their full-time jobs to do it full-time. That's pretty surprising. Is this something I could consider to give myself a boost to income? Yeah, so I'll be honest, this was tough to gather some thoughts for because full disclaimer, I'm I've never day traded before, right? I'm I'm not well versed in it. It is very risky. I also think there's uh, the question of like can you even consider investing, right? I I've always described it and I understand there are very skilled and knowledgeable day traders. It is actually a profession for some people, even at an institutional level. So what I'm about to say is probably not going to be applicable to those types of people. I would view it as if if you imagine investing genuine real investing on one end of the spectrum and then full on gambling being on the other end of the spectrum. I would say day trading falls somewhere in the middle. And I would say the more knowledge and skill you have in it, the more it starts to to lean towards the investing side while still being in the middle. And the less knowledge and skill you have in it, the more and more it starts leaning towards the straight up gambling side. That's always how I've viewed it in my head. I'd be curious to know okay. if people agree or disagree with that. But So I'm, I'm curious then, the term speculation, does that represent full-on gambling to you? Or does well-educated day trading, well-educated day trading equate to speculation? I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say speculation is necessarily full-on gambling. Um, I think a lot of speculation can be very prudent, right? You're like you're, you have maybe a hypothesis about something. You are building conviction behind this idea, perhaps, and um, it starts to turn into a, a working theory, and it's backed by perhaps some good evidence. But there's still a, an element of unknown and uncertainty, right? That's kind of where okay. you might be in that speculation range. And I think it's completely safe to use the word speculation in investing. Perhaps speculation is also a gradient, right? Perhaps it's a, it's a spectrum. So I don't know if that answers your question, but perhaps maybe I'll say in day trading, it's highly speculative. How about that? Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a, a good compromise there. Yeah, yeah, highly speculative. Now, it gets into a lot of different things, right? You, you know, technical analysis, looking at moving day averages, following different trends, you know, watching buy and sell orders, all those types of things. And it's a lot to be aware of and be able to manage, uh, especially when you're doing this kind of high intensity, rather high risk um, activity. Now, there are ways you can lessen your risk in day trading. You might, especially for a very sophisticated day trader, perhaps they're using various different um, hedging strategies or or sophisticated limit orders or options strategies things like that to protect themselves on the downside uh, but probably at the the cost of some upside as well but 
you know, I would argue most people who are getting, who are interested in this, they hear stories about day traders, it looks really enticing, and they probably don't have that level of knowledge. And I also think it takes a certain mind, right? I don't think day trading is even for everybody. I think somebody would have to have a certain predisposition towards that technical analysis and that technical level of trading and, and, and sure. some, some strong, you know, mathematical reasoning skills as well. You'd have to be very stoic yes. in a way, right? Yeah. Uh, because the moment that emotion comes into it, you're probably going to make some ill-advised calls. Right. So I know that the listener question said, you know, for a side hustle for additional income, I think it's a bit of a stretch to call this income, right? Even, even for, hmm. okay. even for a very skilled day trader. When we think of income, you know, having supplemental income, something to help with your cash flow, you know, this is, there's very much a risk here that you're going to lose money, right? And that it's, it's a bit of a stretch to call that an additional side hustle for income, in my opinion, open to hearing disagreements on that. But I also think, you know, to this listener, hearing people's success stories can be a bit misleading, right? Like you always hear about the success stories, but you very rarely hear about the failures. And we know that the failures far outnumber the success stories, right? To weigh in on that really quick, mm -hmm. um, what I've typically seen, and I just looked it up to confirm, and I can't speak 100% to the accuracy of these studies. However, the general consensus is that 97-ish percent of day traders lose money over time. So in a way, you're betting on being the top 3% right. of all traders, right? It truly is a zero-sum game. Like within that day that you're trading, your gain is somebody else's loss in that moment and vice versa because you're competing with a bunch of other day okay. traders as well, right? Yep. And so it's risky. And I, 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 I want to share a story. I thought this was an interesting story. I, I, uh, a friend who did some simulated trading for a class they were taking and they it's, it's kind of like a simulation of the stock market and they can do day trading with sure. different stocks and whatnot yeah it's like a day trading version yeah the day trading version of paper trading or paper investing sure yeah yeah and so he was talking about how like you know he started with a thousand dollars and then like by week two he had doubled it it was like roughly two thousand dollars give or take and then by week three he had doubled it again it was roughly four thousand and he was very convinced that he genuinely had some skill in day trading. And you know what? He may very well have, right? He, this is a smart individual. Uh, so I'm sure they weren't just blind in their execution of their strategies. They, they likely had some skill and some, some intelligence behind it. But then he started to talk about like, he's like, yeah, I, th I think I want to open a, a side account, you know, just like maybe $10,000 and, and just, you know, five thousand dollars. I don't know some some amount, which I would argue is not a small amount. Ten ten grand uh, for a lot of people is is meaningful money. Even five grand. Heck, let's even take a thousand dollars, right? I think that I think I used the same number because part of their part of their um, uh, inspiration was like, you know, I was able to double it after a week, and then roughly after three weeks, double it again. And you know, I figured if I can repeat that process, you know, I probably end up with a nice sum of money. And so. You know, I started very quickly. I mean, instantly I was like, all right, let, let's, let's project this out for a minute. And so I actually did project this out for today's episode, right? Just, it just makes me laugh. Like, let's say you start with a thousand dollars, right? Mm -hmm. By week, I think I know exactly where this is yeah, going. <laughs> right. By week two, you have 2000. By week three, you have 4000. By week four, you have 8000, right? You just, you just keep going. And by week 11, you're a millionaire, just 11 weeks, you know, thousand dollars to a million after 11 awesome. weeks. Yeah. By week 21, you're a billionaire. By week 29, you've surpassed the richest man on earth, Elon Musk, 
Um, so you're like left roughly 270 billion by week 29. All you're doing is doubling the account value every week, right? By week 31, just two additional weeks, you're now a trillionaire. The, <laughs> the next week after that, week 32, you've exceeded the, the largest market cap company on earth, which is Apple. So now you're like north of 2 trillion, right? Um, actually, I don't know what Apple's market cap is, but you're, by week 33, you've definitely surpassed it at 4.2 trillion. By week 36, you're at 34 trillion, which I think is greater than the entire United States um, GDP. I, I could be wrong, but I think it's probably around there. And then by week 41, you're a quadrillionaire, which is um, the next isn't, the next thing after. Isn't that more billion. money than exists in the world? I believe so. Yeah. So <laughs> you only need less than a year to get there, right? So um, yeah. it's funny, you know, it's nice. And so like you just play that out and it's, it's obviously never going to happen. That's never happened. It never will happen. And, and it's for many reasons. Like you said, I think obviously vast majority of people lose money. But uh, even further, I, than- I will also call out if you manage to make it to the middle of this um, by that by that point, uh, the moves they're making on a daily basis. You are the world's number one market maker. Right. <laughs> so you are you are the one <laughs> causing all of the volatility in the market. <laughs> you pre- oh, God, you're killing me. You perhaps don't even have a market to participate in anymore. It's just there's not enough value in the entire planet to to trade. Anyway, to follow up on that as well, at this point, your taxes are now fueling the entire U.S. government. Oh my gosh! Wow. Sorry, listeners. We're uh, we just can't help ourselves sometimes. So I mean, let's. This is obviously a really exaggerated thought experiment, but it, I do think it it it. It brings along some good points to consider, right? And and also think about it. You may be comfortable handling the volatility you have to stomach to double those values in the first few weeks. How are you going to feel about it when you get to five figures? What about six figures? Let alone even seven figures by week eleven, right? Like, I just don't think people are really, I don't know, wired to be able to do that. Like like to take those bets. And there's also a risk on the other side, right? Like you said, maybe you are in that three percent that can can really grow day trading immensely. I think that's an unrealistic picture. I don't I even think sophisticated day traders would probably hear that example and scoff at it and be like you are grossly misrepresenting day trading and I would agree sure. with that. It, it's again, it's a thought experiment. But think about the risk, right? Let's say you start your first week and you're not getting any gains. You you just immediately are hit with losses. And then you're like, "Ah, oh, crap. Now my $1000 is down to 700." I need to get it back to a thousand. So now you take an even bigger risk further along on towards that gambling side of the spectrum because you need to make up for that loss. And then you you repeat it. And then next thing you know, you're, you're getting a loss. Maybe you take a break from it and then you restart the process again with a small dollar amount. You might fall into this habit of dabbling in day trading and just getting all these micro losses, maybe not walking away with a lot, maybe walking away with a little bit of a gain here and there. But over time, you may, in a compounding fashion, be losing quite a bit of money and not realize just how profound that is. Again, not really a good additional income source to to boost your income for a side hustle. I think you'd have to really exercise caution and really know what you're getting into. I, I can't recommend day trading. I've, I've never done it, right? And I'm, I am coming from a place of ignorance here. Um, so, I mean, really quickly, Danny, tax issues too, right? I mean, imagine the 1099 you're going to get for all of your freaking transactions, all of your buys and sells, all of your orders, like reconciling all of the gains and losses, right? I just imagine that being a huge headache. Um, also, if you're- Yeah, I, yeah. 
I also think uh, if you're serious about this and you're trying to go about it as accurately and scientifically as possible, all of those transactions and that trading adds up. Most brokerages don't offer that for free. You end up paying uh, commissions on a lot of it, or you have to pay for uh, kind of like a premium view in order to see market moves by the second, uh, rather than a lot of, you know, a lot of these things will update like every minute or so. Yeah. So you, you are going to have to also invest on an, in an ongoing basis for some of those uh, services that you'll need to even truly attempt this in the best possible fashion, I believe. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I wasn't even aware of that, I, I, obviously, because I've not done it before, but that's, that's a very good point. On the tax side of things, too, like, you're likely only recognizing short-term capital gains, right? So there's no like tax-favorable treatment of long-term capital gains if you're doing a bunch of day trading. So that's all ordinary income tax brackets. For the, for the tax liabilities on those. And I can even imagine a scenario, Danny, like imagine you have a few good wins towards the end of the year, right? Like in the latter part of the year for the current tax year. And then you have a bunch of losses at the beginning of the next. And now you owe a tax liability on those gains you had in the prior year, but you have no money to show for it to foot the bill for that tax liability. And that's uh, a very real risk. Yes. Yeah. I could see that situation playing out too. So, you know, again, I, I know we're um, feel like we're really taking a harsh stance on this. I don't want to give the wrong impression here. There are very sophisticated and intelligent day traders, and it, and it is an art and a science, and it is something I do not understand. But most people do not succeed continuously in that uh, over long periods of time. The evidence is overwhelmingly against your favor that you will walk away over long extended periods of time ahead uh, of the game. I don't know, Danny, I, I actually jotted down a few of our prior episodes to to our listeners who have heard about day trading and are considering it and maybe, you know, are are exploring it as, as something they want to do. Okay. Here are a few episodes I'd like you to listen to before you jump down that rabbit hole. Episode 22, part-time jobs and side gigs. There may be better things to consider there as a side hustle for additional income than day trading. Just just some food for thought. Uh, episode 19 you might be too fixated on investment returns. I think that's a good one to round out some of your investing attitude, especially on the backdrop of day trading. Episode 15, Five Paths to Financial Freedom, because I think that's just a foundational good episode on achieving financial freedom. And yeah. day trading does not exist in those five paths to financial freedom. So I think that's a good way to round out your your listening and, and build up some additional thoughts. And lastly, another few cents, number seven, let's talk lottery. Danny, you and I kind of went into some interesting thought experiments there that I actually think map over to some of this, especially on the concept of logic-based decision-making as opposed to outcome-based decision-making. A lot of people get sucked into seeing these really big positive outcomes they hear of successful day traders or whatever it might be, and they are influenced by that, but they maybe aren't taking a step back and thinking about it logically. Anyway, for what it's worth, I agree with that. There's a lot of survivorship bias, right? Only those very successful people are really speaking out. Yeah, you know, like you're hearing their stories because they were the winners in that essentially zero sum game, right? The losers are not going public and trying to uh, teach you their ways, right? So you're not hearing about them all the time. Uh, you know, people don't like to broadcast their losses. So you are very much hearing uh, the people that have, you know, kind of beat the odds and and succeeded and, and made some money if they can prove that they made that money, right? 
and and so just don't be swayed or don't be maybe led astray uh by that survi- survivorship bias that's a that's a really great call out and I think that's such a good concept to think about more often right the how the uh the adverse selection and in this case you're only hearing the positive stories I don't know maybe maybe we do an episode one day Danny where we talk about our our biggest financial failures we've ever made um maybe maybe we'll be a trend setter and uh Ooh, that'll be rough yeah and okay. inspire people to to just be transparent and honest about their losses because that's how you learn right so anyway to our listeners uh, thanks for sticking with us and talking about this and uh we hope you got something out of it we hope we gave you a better attitude and mindset to be able to address this topic and really make an honest an intellectually honest decision on whether this is really something you should be dabbling in or not. Um, thanks again, and we'll, we'll see you next time. All opinions expressed in this program are for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for any investment decisions or financial advice. Always remember that investing involves risk and the possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a qualified professional before making any important financial decisions.